You are now listening to the Claim It Podcast with me, your host, Trisha Huffman, your joyologist. On this podcast, most of the time, I have conversations with people who intrigue and inspire me. We get into their life journey, the ups, the downs, what made them believe in themselves, how they felt when getting through things. (laughs) But today, I'm doing a little solo reflection episode. I just celebrated my 40th birthday And I thought it would be fun to do a, like, 40 lessons from 40 years. (laughs) I try not to put too much pressure on myself about this. um, Because, again, I was like, no, Trisha, you want to do this because it's fun. So um, these are not in order of, like, number one through 40 of biggest lessons. Uh, I will also be honest, I've never done this, really. I recorded this yesterday and then, and it was like, I know there's going to be so many more things I'm going to think of as soon as I, you know, stop recording. And of course, there were. And normally, I just would go, well, that's, I did it, whatever, it's okay. Like, you can share those lessons another time. You share your life lessons every day in different ways. Um, but I actually went back and I'm re-recording this right now, um, editing some of them out that I found more important. Anyway, even after that, this is going to be the final one. I'm not going to go back again. (laughs) But that ties in with a number one life lesson uh, is like you just got to fuck perfectionism, perfect being a a perfectionist about things most of the time and just do the thing. Put it out there. Start before you're ready press post, press send. Um, And uh, I loved, even though it's funny that I did record this and then hesitate, I saw yesterday with Light Watkins made a video sort of about that same sort of thing. I didn't even watch the video. I just saw the caption and saying that Lorne Michaels from Saturday Night Live, you know, famously said, Saturday Night Live doesn't go on every Saturday because it's ready. It goes on because it's 1130. (laughs) So, and that's, you know, I worked in putting on concerts for the majority of my life. And so that's how I mostly do like, all right, just put it out there. Just go. So anyway, even though I'm re-recording this, (laughs) most of the time I just hit send, hit post, and that's what may, has made me be able to do so many things and to keep going, to not get stuck in the, oh, man, I forgot this. I didn't say this. That wasn't good enough. I remembered this. Number two, such a big one, tied in with the phrase that's in my product line, the only judge of me is me, is that the fear of being judged holds us back so much, this fear of what other people will think. And also, the shitty feelings of actually being judged. But a big lesson I learned is that a judgment can only have power over me if it is something I believe to be true. So what that means is, like I said, if you are being judged, it feels terrible. But one thing that soothes me is like to remind myself, wait, is this actually the truth? Do I believe what this person is saying or thinking? No. Like I took my kids out, you know, and their hair isn't brushed and they're wearing pajamas still and I could get some 
looks from other mothers like how how dare you do let your kids leave the house that way and so then it can make me feel like I'm a bad mother and then I get to think do I think that I am not a good mother because I let my kids leave the house without brushing their hair every single day of course I brush their hair so it keeps me in check also you know the fear of being judged especially like going somewhere or speaking somewhere I'm not going to be good enough is this you know is this good enough I'm not thin enough. What I look like, I'm not going to fit in. Um, so we judge ourselves and we act as if that's what everyone else is going to think about us. But it's really us judging ourselves for who we are and what we look like. So when you get stuck in this judgment, fear of being judged, then you ask yourself, is that what I believe? And then what do I want to believe? So really, it's our own judgments, basically, that are always holding us back of ourselves. And with that, number three is the fear of failure doesn't really exist because think about if you're afraid to do something and you'll fail, if nobody, if you didn't care about what people thought about you or you weren't going to judge yourself for it, then what would it matter if you failed, right? So usually, usually, like, I can notice fear of failure means, oh, they're going to know I failed, and then they'll think this about me. But again, that's the fear of being judged. And if it, what really matters is what do you think of you. So fear, fear of failure doesn't exist. Number four, prioritize joy. Prioritize joy, number four. I like to say you know, I, even in my daily connection journal, there's a spot for celebrating daily wins in joy. And so that doesn't mean like you're not allowed to be in your feelings because a lot of shit happens in life, real stuff. And so it's not like you avoid the real stuff to only focus on joy. But especially when you're in those hard times, you're like, what can I do to bring me joy right now? Put a song on, call a friend, you know, turn on something that makes me laugh cook something that's comforting. So prioritize daily joy. Number five, shame is lame. And so often we are the ones shaming ourselves because we feel like we're not doing enough. We're not far enough ahead. You know, we don't look the way that we were told we should look. Um, and also I feel like shame comes up a lot in like wanting to approve yourself, like whether, oh, okay, like I'm, you know, I don't really feel like I'm healthy. I want to get healthier, whether it's in your body or your mind. That's great. Improving yourself is great, but not when it's coming from a place of shame. It has a different feeling and a different motivation. So work on, I love myself and that's why I'm doing this. So often we can just get stuck in the like, have to keep going better, improving this, must learn this now, must practice this. I meditated, but only this much, and this person does it this way, and now I have to try it this way. Stop shaming yourself. <laughs> Number six, living as if I'm a student of life. And so that means like, yeah, like I can look back and be like regrets, mistakes. I wish I hadn't done that, said that. I can't believe I acted that way back when I was 25 and I thought I was so mature and such a badass, which I mean I was compared to other some other people. But anyway, instead of looking back and wincing at those things, 
I can't believe I did that, said that, whether it was five minutes ago or 15 years ago. Wow, that was 15 years ago. To just remind myself I'm a student of life. It was all learning. And I'm, you know, if that happened right now, I probably would have made a different choice. So that means I have learned. <laughs> Live, learn. Number seven, ask questions. Asking questions has always served me well. Like being open with saying, oh, you know, when someone's using a word I don't understand and we're in a conversation, instead of the fear of looking stupid, which can surface to just be like, I don't know what that means. Or, um, you know, that's how I got to be a sound engineer was by asking a lot of questions instead of just pretending I knew what the people were telling me what to do. So for me, asking questions, asking for help, asking for support has really, really, really helped me. So don't be afraid to ask questions and look stupid because that's, again, the fear of being judged for asking questions. Number eight, trusting the timing. I mean, this is, again, a phrase that is in a lot of my products, a lot of affirmations I share, and it really has been helping me. It's like my as long as I can remember is that you can really want things work for them and then you know you can't really manipulate the timing and so usually looking back or even when in the moment like right now I'm in a transitional period where I really wish that this was happening this way and I could just do this and I do, but also seeing like, oh, but it can, I can see how it's working out right now being here and just getting me prepared for that next step and next space. So when you're in the pushing, oh, why isn't this happening now? Like keep showing up, keep putting yourself out there, but also trust the timing. Number nine, fuck the shoulds. <laughs> I'm sure many of you aren't surprised to hear me talk about shoulds. Seriously, I gave up the word 2008. Don't use the word should, Trisha. And it was life-changing for me. I swatched it out for want. That was just the word that I found best replaced should. And I'm writing a whole book on it coming out spring of 2022. It changes every day, like even this. I was like, oh, I think it'd be fun to record this podcast about this. And then I can procrastinate to the last minute and be like, all right, Trisha, I should really be recording that podcast, which I did yesterday. And it it shows up still, even though I eliminated the word, every day things show up as should. And so then it makes me pause when I hear it in my head or just feel the should energy because now I'm so tuned into that. And be like, well, why do I want to, why do I want to write it? Or why do I want to do this? And it gets me into a place of want. So live from a want. That doesn't mean that everything that shows up as a should you don't do. But it's switching into the energy of want and seeing you're allowed to live your wants. Number 10, I do believe everyone is capable of change. But also, number 10, <laughs> we can't change them. As much as we love people and support them, you know, give them advice, 
whatever, that everyone is responsible for their own lives and choices. And it can be really challenging, especially if they are constantly coming to you looking for support and help, but then not taking your actual advice and help. So everyone's capable of a change, but we cannot change them. You just got to hold space, love them, support them. Sometimes you got to create boundaries, though, so you don't go deep diving wishing you could just manipulate their entire life for them because you love them so much (laughs) number 11 in order to see the good to have a positive outlook you first have to see the full picture that you can't just pretend you know love and light and everything's good and not see the terrible things that are happening in the world and also not face the thoughts, the real thoughts, doubts, fears, worries, stress that you have and just pretend everything's good. I'm only focusing on the good, you know? And so even I use the phrase, see the good in my product line. Again, it's not just like avoid the reality of life and only see the good. It's again, and like, look at the whole picture of life and then also make space to see the good. And that doesn't have to be in the same even like thing. It's not like you're suffering from, you know, something terrible. You're in a terrible relationship. You're diagnosed with something, whatever it is. It's not like, let me see the good in this terribleness when you're still in it. But okay, yeah, this is happening. But oh, let me see the good of whatever it is. I still have this. I have a cozy bed. I have clean drinking water. I have a friend that's driving me to my treatments. So it's not like you have to find the good in everything. You may, looking back, be able to see what lesson learned in and all of that. But making space to see the good, but not feeling like everything that you see has to be positive and good and only love and only light. I'm not telling you to not spread love and light, but don't ignore the realities of what you are feeling and is happening. Twelve, forgiveness is more about us than them. So it doesn't even mean you have to forgive someone to their face or after you forgive them in person or tell them that you forgive them that you like you know, reconvene your relationship and what it was. For me, working through forgiveness is getting through like the rage and anger I feel in my own body so that I can start to heal and move forward and not be so held by that, by not forgiving. And sometimes it takes fucking time. (laughs) Number 13, any minutes is more than no minutes. This is a daily motivator for me, whether it's exercising, cleaning, you know, getting to work tasks that I would just rather be reading in bed instead of doing, (laughs) even if it's stuff I actually want to do and I'm just being lazy or procrastinating. Any minutes is more than no minutes. Number 14, there is no one right way. And that's again, we can get stuck up in the shoulds of what we see working, what we see everyone else talking about, but you can do things your own way. And a lot of people that are successful are super successful because they did things their own way. Number 15, it's most often not about you. Yes, take your responsibility in what you've done, said, you know, put in the world your own actions. But a lot of times when people are 
upset or, you know, sometimes even it's like people you don't even know. You're at the store and like this person is rude to you and you're like, why are they rude to me? And it might just be because they're in their own head upset about their own life and something that's happening with them. So have compassion for other people and what they're going through even when they're being like, why are you saying that to me and treating me that way again don't let people walk all over you but reminding yourself it's not always about you really helps me not always 16 paying attention to how you feel when you spend time with people you know and that relationships can transition you know I have some friends that I deeply love but then I would realize after I hung out with them I felt drained instead of elevated you know or and that's even on phone conversations or that I found myself second guessing myself or feeling judged or that and so looking at is that my own shit like am I judging myself because I'm in comparison with this person or something or maybe I don't really enjoy talking to them on the phone maybe I don't enjoy hanging out with them one on one and you can still have relationships with these people just change it. But spending time to how you feel. And if you keep feeling like shit, maybe do something about it. 17. Taking care of yourself and doing any of the things and all of the things to feel your best is the least selfish thing you can do. Yes, doing things that make us feel good and do one often means saying no to other people or being, well, no, I want to eat here instead of there, like putting your own choice first, or I need an hour to go do this, or no, I can't do that because I'm doing this, I'm prioritizing myself. So it can be challenging, but long run and in short run, really, when you're doing those things that make you feel your best, you're energized, you're at peace, you're grounded, you're alive. Like think of how you are when you do the things that you want to do to take care of yourself. Everyone benefits from you being that person instead of being like the person that's overwhelmed because they're doing everything for everyone else, you know, who's stressed, who's overtired, whatever it is. So it doesn't just benefit you, even if it's challenging to like say no or create some compromise. 18, no matter what you do for a living, whether you work for yourself, you're living your dream career, or you work for other people, there will be days where you don't want to go to work. <laughs> and that doesn't mean something's wrong with you or you're not doing it right or you're not grateful or whatever. Like, it's just life. People living their dream careers and are super successful and, you know, it's just some days you're just not going to feel like doing that thing. And that's okay. 19. It really is possible to make something up without even really knowing what it is. <laughs> and for it to work, be needed, and to change lives. You know, that's talking about like years ago when I left my job as a sound engineer when my father died and knew I needed to make a change but I didn't know what and what I would do to help people but I knew I wanted to wake people up to their lives and to actually be fully living them their way 
And um, so I created this position going back on tour, taking care of artists on tour. And that's where the name Joyologist came from. And I didn't know what I was even doing. I just was really passionate about this isn't needed. This needs to happen. And it was awesome. So you can make up something when you don't even fully know what it is. And it can work. It's possible. (laughs) Number 20, true rest is productive. True rest is productive. But when you are resting and feeling like you should be doing something else or shaming yourself or guilting yourself or trying to like multitask, you're not actually resting. So you might not feel the full benefits of it. But real rest, allowing yourself to is productive. It is good for you. 21. Comparing yourself to others is pointless. We are all unique individuals. So even if that person is doing the things that you want to do and you see a lot of similarities, we're all different. I really truly believe there's space for us all and that things are cyclical. And when I find myself in a comparison where I feel like, ah, I wish I had got that or why do they get that and I didn't or whatever. Instead of feeling those feelings, I I am able to now shift to celebration and seeing that seeing that if they got that, if that's possible for them, it's also possible for me. 22. Having a fear is more work than moving through it. We oftentimes have these fears looming that keep us from doing the things, from trying, from speaking up, from making changes in our life. Um, and it feels so scary and hard to you know, do the fear, to have the conversation, to make the change, to try it. But I found that yeah, like having a fear, living with that fear feels heavier and it can be more work than just taking the damn plunge. 23, there is no there. There's never going to be some miracle. I'm so freaking healthy. I'm so fit. I've met my goal. I have this successful. I did it. Yes, you will meet those goals. You will feel great. But there is also going to be more work to be done. So meaning like once you get to that place that you are dreaming of, You're still going to be showing up every day, working, making it happen. Whether it's like the perfect mindset. You don't like, you know, reach Zen and then never have an issue ever again in your life. So reminding you there is no there to remind you not just like give up, but to enjoy the process. Prioritize joy, joy daily, celebrate. Little stuff, acknowledge yourself as you go. 24. Some people, even those who love you the most, will struggle to be happy with your successes and your growth. And that has more to do with them than you and them just not even being able to see those possibilities for themselves and so it keeps them from being able to see it for you and to celebrate it for you which is really unfortunate and it sucks I've had this happen many times in my life and again I have to remember it's not about me they got their own shit that they are not working through most likely (laughs) 
Um, 25. Judgment. Ugh. Judgment of any kind does not make you better than someone else. You know, it's like we can feel good about maybe the choices we're making in, my, in your lives and then wanting to share it with others. But if you're judging someone else because they're not making the same choices as you or the choices that you think are right, I can't believe that she just bought that new car. Like, whatever it is. Even if you are like, what is that person doing? Like, if you're judging someone, then you are definitely not, like, higher and above and equal to them. You don't have to judge people. You don't have to agree with their choices, but their choices are their choices. Your choices are your choices. That's one of my favorite reminders. 26. The validation we are most seeking is our own. I mean... I've had this happen over and over in my life, too. I'm like, acknowledge me. Look at the good job I'm doing. Love me. See me. And then I will get what I want from the person I want it, the acknowledgement, the love, the gift, and I still don't feel worthy, and I still can't accept it. And that's because I, myself, have been believing I'm not worthy. It's my own validation that... I need. I'm not saying you don't need anybody else's validation, want anybody else's love, support, but a lot of times when we're struggling with it, it's because we've got our own issues with accepting and loving ourselves and deeming ourselves worthy of it. Even when we're like, on one hand, give it to me, I've earned this, whatever. And then we get it. <laughs> 27. In order for people to show up for you, you got to give them a chance. Like, tell them that you need help. This can be challenging for people who are givers, who are so used to supporting others, and then it can feel like nobody's ever there for me. Well, I'm sick. Why isn't anybody offering to take care of me? Well, I need this. Why does it know? I'm having a really hard time. Where is everyone? And like for me in my life, people know me to be so independent and strong and this and I um so I have to actually ask people for help like hey I'm going I have to tell them I'm going through a hard time can I can we chat like people are in their own shit having their own lives and busy or they just aren't used to you accepting help so they might have stopped asking or never asked so you actually do have to ask for support ask for people to hear you out to listen whatever it is you need 28 expectations suck the joy out of life and we are very often creating them and it can often be like then creating transactional relationships like well I did this for them so the next time they will do it for me and so to remind yourself to do things because you want. Like, of course, you might be hoping something somebody will do that back for you, but to do it purely because you want to, not because what you're hoping to get in return. And also, sometimes that hoping to get in return is like love, respect. Like, I'm going to do this, and then, you know, they'll be my friend, or they will appreciate me. Um, that can still feel like transactional to just do it because you want to with no attachment. Woo! And also with the expectations thing, 
you got to really communicate, over-communicate most of the time because we are setting expectations and thinking people are going to read our own minds. <laughs> 29. We are all humans and our, our opinions are all valid and our worth isn't malleable. Like, I would notice, I would feel proud of myself, worthy, grounded, knew who I was when I was talking to some people and then people that have, you know, like more success than me, more whatever, higher up people, then I would question myself and become, you know, like a different, like, ooh, you know, feel smaller as if I was not enough now with this person, but I was enough when I'm in the room with these people. So that was something, you know, like that's something that I still struggle with. But like, you know, your my worth isn't malleable based on what I did today, who I'm in the room with, what my accomplishments are, what my weight is, what I look like. And yours isn't either. Number 30. You won't know if you don't try. <laughs> you won't know if you don't try, if you don't ask, if you don't put yourself out there. 31, oh, stop stealing joy from ourselves by, like, not allowing ourselves to get joy where we feel joy. So many times in my life, like, I felt shame or I felt like, oh, I can't watch the show because what will people, like, what does that mean about me if I watch the show? Like, I used to be, like, afraid to tell people about the novels that I read because that would, you know... I was like feeling shame for doing things that I loved because I what didn't fit the picture of who I thought Trisha Huffman should be. Ugh. I can't like this song. It's too poppy. I'm a rock and roll chick. That sort of stuff. Yeah, it's lame. Stop stealing your joy. What brings you joy? You're allowed. It's allowed to bring you joy, of course, unless it's like hurting people. <laughs> of course. 32. Life is fucking short. I mean, me starting this path was because my dad died suddenly. You really don't know what is going to happen tomorrow. And, you know, having that in the back of my head definitely shifts on how I live my life and gets me out of stuck phrases of being like, what are you doing? Why are you putting up with this? 33, life is also long. <laughs> it's short and it's long. But reminding myself that life is also long, not for everybody, but meaning like there's still time, no matter what your age is. You didn't miss your chance or your window that like, sure, I said I was going to write a book 10 years ago, but I didn't mess up by writing it 10 years ago. The timing that it's happening is perfect. So back with the trusting the timing of your life. 34, trust your gut. And oftentimes this would have to do with people that I would feel like, I don't know, I just don't feel, you know, I feel like something's going on there and like I couldn't trust them for some reason. But everybody else likes this person, so I guess they're fine. Or oh, everybody else is following this person on social media, even though I kind of feel like they're just ripping up other people's content, but I have so many followers. So whatever it is, um, trust your feelings. 
even when they don't make sense, because most of the time mine have ended up proving correct. <laughs> um, but just your gut generally. 35, it's okay to not know, to not have an answer, to not know what you're doing next in your life, to not know what you want. It's okay to be in a place of not knowing. And I think that our society has made that be a, a wrong thing to not know. And I don't think it's wrong at all. I think that if you actually own and accept, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want next. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Whatever that I don't know is, I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> that it diffuses the nervous energy, just allowing the not knowing. And then oftentimes you'll be more open for the answers to come. So I've really lived my life in that time and took a lot of time where people would say, well, what's next? What are you doing next? And I'd say, I don't know. And just be like happy with it. People would be like, ah, I would have all sorts of energy coming at me. Like you should be doing this. What do you mean you don't know? What are you doing with your life? What's this? Blah, blah, blah. And just being confident in my old, I don't know. And then bam, I knew. <laughs> 36. Ugh. Some people are just too committed to their own narrative to be willing to hear you, to see things your way, and that they might make you wrong no matter what. It's hard, you know? It's hard. Life is hard, and, you know, a lot of it is relationships and communication with other people, again, because people have a lot of their own stuff going on, and sometimes you just can't make peace with people. You can't make them see like the, even the facts of a, what you're seeing it. Cause they just want to see it or remember it a certain way. And that's usually because they're protecting themselves from feeling deeper and facing other things. 37. No one can make you inferior without your consent. That's my number one favorite quote from Eleanor Roosevelt. I found it when I was 20 and I was just trying to work as a live sound engineer when all of these guys were like, yeah, right, who are you? And faced so much judgment for years just because I was young and a girl. Um, and I just kept reminding myself no one can make me feel inferior without my consent. And so I could still be asking questions, saying I don't know, and not feeling like that was a bad thing. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Whew. I gave both my daughters the middle name Rose to represent Eleanor Roosevelt in that quote, hoping that they will carry that quote through their lives. 38. There are times you're going to want to push and grow and make moves in your life. And then there's also going to be times you just want to be just be in your life. You don't always have to be pushing, focusing on a goal, on a what's next. Like just being in your life and enjoying it is a fucking enough. You don't always have to be working on something or for something. <laughs> Number 39. Everyone has shit. Everyone has fears, has doubts, worries. Everyone is facing, you know, the stress of shoulds of the world and of themselves. No matter how 
lucky they are, no matter how successful they are, no matter how whatever they are, that it's all part of our human makeup. So one, when you try to judge someone else or compare them to remind you that yourself that they have these things too. Um, but it also, you know, give, gives me a piece where it, it used to feel like, oh, I've done all this work, but I still have this doubt. I still, oh my God, I just judged that person. I'm such an awful person. And that it's just like part of our brain mechanism. But we don't have to believe those first thoughts. It's like that seeing like, oh, I don't want to judge people. Why am I judging them? Like, oh, I don't this. Like catching yourself is where the growth is. So to not be so hard on yourself and also hard on other people and believing that everyone else has it great. Or, well, look at that person. They grew up this way and they have this. So they must not have any issues. And yes, their issues, their challenges are going to be different. But there's also back to back to number whatever. No point in comparing yourself to someone else. Number 40. Spend more time thinking about what you think of you and less time thinking about what other people may or may not be thinking about you. I mean, this goes back to the beginning with that worrying about being judged. Spend more time thinking about what do you believe about yourself? What do you think about yourself? And you can make changes from there, but also acknowledge yourself daily. Appreciate yourself daily. You are a student of life. I am a student of life. We are learning. We are evolving. We are growing. So there we go. 40 hot tips. (laughs) Ah, I still like, I'm not like someone who's ever been afraid of aging, um, but it definitely does feel like, woo, I can't believe I'm 40. And then wanted to go, what does that mean? <laughs> I still feel like probably the same as I did 25. It's interesting. I now feel like maturity is not feeling like I am so mature that like the real maturity is sort of realizing like, I don't know shit. <laughs> and moving through life that way, like way more compassion for yourself, for others, for everything. Oh, but I've lived a good life so far and I'm looking forward to living more. That doesn't mean I haven't had challenges. Definitely have those. But yay for living. Yay for life. Yay for learning and lessons. And of course, I have so many more. I'm not going to re-record another one of this. (laughs) Thank you for spending time with me, for listening here. If you haven't yet, leave a review I, if you leave a review and you screenshot it to me and send it to podcast at yourjoyologist.com, I'll send you a gift from my product line. Yeah, I have keychains. I, right now I have this limited, um, release of insulated mugs and tumblers and water bottles. I have regular mugs. I have the own your awesome affirmation deck journals. The daily connection journal is one of the products I made last year that I'm so excited about. It has this daily easy template to check in, to reflect, to connect, um, and be intentional. So it has like the prompts on one side and the other side of the page is left blank line played pages for you to journal, brainstorm, whatever it may be. Um, Yeah. So anyway, leave a review, screenshot it, podcast at yourdryologist.com. I'm at yourdryologist on social media and I love hearing from you. So feel free to DM me. 
I also have a daily inspiration app called Own Your Awesome, and it's in the Apple app and Google Play store. It's only $3.99, one-time purchase, and it has hundreds of powerful thoughts and affirmations. Woo! The name of the podcast is Claim It because I believe that we are so often putting our feelings of being enough, worthy, happy out there somewhere. Once I do this, once I have this, then I'll feel it. And I believe we got to claim those feelings every day for ourselves. Claim your joy, claim your worth, claim your value, claim your success, claim your life right now. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging with me, whether you've been with me for years or you're new.